Welcome to The Brand Diaries with Deshilla Spann, a podcast that teaches you how to build, grow, and scale your brand. Yvette Rawls, the founder of Teacher Coach Series, is a nationally recognized expert in adolescent literacy, inclusive classrooms, common core state standards, and integrating technology into the 21st century classroom. Yvette began her career in education as a middle school teacher in North Carolina close to 20 years ago. Currently, Yvette's work brings her to schools and classrooms all over the United States, where she shares proven, practical models and strategies that develop the literacy skills of all students. Yvette has published several books that support teaching and learning strategies to engage all learners in reading and writing. Yvette's Teacher Coach Series is committed to nurturing educators and attracting teachers with a diversity of thoughts, backgrounds, and experiences. Today, I'm so happy to welcome what I call my friend, Yvette, to The Brand Diaries. Yvette, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, Yvette, I know I read your you know, bio and your background, but I really want my listeners to understand. Tell them a little bit about how you got into teaching and what you love most about it. Yeah. Well, first, I did not want to be a teacher, right? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I actually went to school to be a historian. I have a four-year degree in history and political science. I was a double major. Did my internship at the Special Forces Museum in Fort Bragg. Wow. Yes. And so being a military wife and some of the other strains that come with that, I was like, oh, gosh, I need a job. And my mom, who brought me into the field of education at the age of 13 by tutoring students with the Boys and Girls Club and, you know, just going along with all aspects of helping kids. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing this from 13 all the way until like I graduated from high school, like always volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. And I loved it. Um, But in my head, I just knew I was going to be a historian. I was going to be working at a museum in D.C. I had it all planned out. And God said no. And you know what? (laughs) That happens sometimes. (laughs) I thought I was going to be a civil engineer. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up being a branding and marketing expert. So, you know, I think he puts you in the path that you're supposed to be in. Yeah, and I'm I'm forever grateful. It sort of came about with um, I was at church. And someone said, don't you want to be a teacher? Because I worked with the children's ministry. Oh, wow. I was working with the youth ministry for Sunday. Somebody was out and I was doing a a lesson. And uh, one of the parents came in and he was over the um, special ed department for the district. And he said, do you want to be a teacher? And I said, "Um, no, not really. (laughs) And my mom said, yes, she does. And my mom, you know, she passed away. And I think about it often, how she saw something in me that I possibly didn't see in myself and how I've been in education. I went on the interview. I was in a self-contained class, severe and profound class with Mm. um, over 13 different categories. If anyone knows about that, that means that um, I had students with a lot of different needs. So that meant that I had a lot of different adults in the classroom. And I was 21. Wow. (laughs) I was 21 in that classroom with two TAs who were heaven sent, five CBI techs, all of them older than me, and then the 15 students that I had. So it was one of those experiences that if either you got it or you don't. And it made me who I am today, like all those experiences. I was going to ask you, so I like how you segue to my next thought. You you said it made you who you are today. What do you think those early years of teaching taught you about yourself and also about some of the challenges that teachers face today? 
Well, just thinking about some of the challenges that I hear now that I probably didn't know was a challenge then because I was in it. You know, sometimes you can't see what you are experiencing when you're in it. You're just like, oh, my gosh, it's just overwhelming. Was, you know, relating with people, dealing with people. For me, one of the struggles that I had, I'm, I was raised real Southern-like. Be seen, not heard. You mm. do not speak back to elders. And the fact that I had so many elders in the classroom that were older than me, it was wow. hard. I didn't have a voice. You know, I didn't know how to say, well, no, I don't think that's right. I was just like, whatever, you know, whatever you say goes, you know. <laughs> so it took a lot of me just figuring it out. It took me about five years to go through that stage of saying, now it's time for me to like stand up for myself and understand that this is my classroom. And not in an arrogant way, but in a way of knowing who I am and walking in confidence mm -hmm. um, as an educator, which comes with some of the struggles that we have as new educators. So I think that very important, not just in education, but I think in any career that you have is finding your confidence to be able to say, um, I have this, you know, I have a, a point of view, I have a thought around it. Right. And, you know, this podcast is called The Brand Diaries. And a mm -hmm. part of that is also branding who you want to be. Talk to me a little bit about how teachers are their own brand as you see it today. Right. You know, well, I'm going to go backwards just a little bit in that I'm also a mom. And so I'm an author, too. And so and I think you shared that. But the first book that I wrote was on the single parent guide. So I'm a single mom now. And I remember when it was brought to me how I should brand and what I should do. And I didn't feel comfortable in that. And what I would always say is my lifestyle is my brand. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is my I don't know how to stage. I, I mean, I would have like <laughs> so much anxiety in the sense of like I didn't know how to stage or replicate what I saw other people doing. And so it goes back to that confidence piece of me saying, OK, who am I? What's my take on it? What's my voice? You know, what's the message that I want to deliver? And so, you know, as a teacher and Brandon, I believe every interaction that you have, everything that you do, whether that's with students or the adults that you're, you know, in conversations with or relating to and whatever it is that you're trying to meet, all of that is branding because at the end of the day, your name is all you got. That is a good point. <laughs> and I, you know, I often tell my coaching clients when they are talking about branding and, you know, especially now, cause you have all this social media activity and everybody sees someone on social media and they just automatically think that's their life 24 seven. And I tell them people gravitate to you because you're authentically you on social or, you know, you know, how you they see you maybe online in video. I said, because when they meet you in person, they want to see the same person that they saw right. online. Right. And it doesn't mean that you have to give them so much of your personal life. However you show up online, you should be consistently that same person that's all the time. Yes. And I think that's, I mean, I, mm -hmm. and I love how you say that as teachers too, because teachers kind of the biggest to me motors mm -hmm. outside of your parents mm -hmm. of a child's life. So I can remember you know, my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Meserve, mm -hmm. loved him to death, taught us how to play chess, was very engaged in, you know, every student. I remembered it vaguely, but my mom said it to me a couple of years ago. She was like, you know, Mr. Meserve was the one who said you were going to go into a creative career. Oh, wow. Like you had a lot of creativity and that was going to be where you, you know, you should probably pursue. Mm -hmm. And I look back at my life now and that's where I ended up, you mm -hmm. know, and I love being in marketing advertising and I love doing that work. Mm -hmm. But it was a teacher who saw that mm -hmm. in me and encouraged it, you know, and didn't say she's very outgoing. Mm -hmm. um, she's, you know, she's very extroverted. So it wasn't you need not to not stop talking so much or, or stop <laughs> stop right. having thoughts. It was just like, let her be who she is. And right. so I think, 
you know, when I look at teachers, and I've had several, even in college, um, I had a professor, two professors that I absolutely love, Miss Tonkins and Miss Jones, and they really molded me because, you know, I started my career in broadcast. And just seeing how they encouraged you and, and kind of supported you, it's important. So I see, you know, your teacher's brand is also being that second, you know, kind of home for you and that mm-hmm. advocate for seeing the value in what your child has to offer. Right. And I totally agree. And it's something that always comes to my mind. And I may have read it somewhere. I'm almost positive that I read it somewhere. And one of the things that it said in the article was, you never remember the strategies or the, you know, the lesson that a teacher taught in the classroom. You always remember the words that they said to encourage and empower you. Wow. And and I can go through all, I can still name all my teachers from, you know, my first year of school all the way to now. <laughs> but I had a different mindset in the sense of the relationships that I had with my teachers. And so I would look at them and I would just be like in some type of emulation, which let me know back then I did want to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Reflective moment. <laughs> right. Um, but at the same token, I remember how they made me feel. I remember the interactions that I had with them. I remember the ones that didn't treat me so well. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that. I, I, I might not remember any lesson that we had. I don't, I don't remember anything that we learned in the classroom, although I'm sure I'm applying it to some of the areas of my life today. I just remember the interactions that we had and how they poured into my life to equip me, educate me, and empower me. And, um, and I might be jumping ahead, so forgive me, but that actually is my brand, to make sure that I'm educating and empowering and equipping you know, students and new teachers. And so my model and my purpose and what drives me every single day is that I am making sure that there is an avenue and a safe place for students and teachers. That's actually a good segue because I was going to ask you, knowing what it's like to be an educator Mm -hmm. and knowing how educators in your life really, you know, empowered you and nurtured you, what caused you to create, you know, having all that knowledge, the teacher coach series? Because I just hearing this, I feel all these nuggets of like light bulbs going off for you. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit how that came to be. Well, um, it started because of a coach, Coach Martin. I give him all, all credit for the name teacher coach. I am one that in the classroom, I'm giving my all. I'm making everything I'm just not for the traditional or standardized way of what teaching possibly look like. And when you look at images or pictures of the straight desk, every day is one way. Every day my kids were doing collaborative work. Um, we were doing some type of teamwork or I had them thinking, critical thinking, problem-based solution, solution um, projects. It did not matter what um, we were doing. Um, I had a way of motivating them and coaching them, and it was student driven, not teacher driven. Mm. And so, when you know, teachers have a way of going or coming by different classrooms for different reasons, whether that's to see another student or for whatever reason they have to come in and, and observe, or they just see you interacting with the students throughout the building. And Coach Martin, it was his last year of teaching, actually. And I was sad. I was like, oh, Coach Martin, you're leaving. I was in this district for a really long time. And he said, Rawls, I tell you, you are you are you are a teacher coach. If there's not a, t- a teacher coach out there, you should be teacher coach. You need to get that on everything. And I was just like, okay. I didn't have Instagram for business yet at that time. Okay. That was probably around 2015. Yes, 2015. Around 2016, as I shared earlier, I lost my mom and I made a huge transition within my family. Something that I had been wanting to do when I moved to a new area. And then um, I had a student teacher. 
Mm. And coming into a new district, and I only been there for a couple months. But anyways, <laughs> it was cute. I loved it. And so they saw that I was um, a model teacher that could have a student teacher in the class. And from meeting that student teacher, she came in every day, and she was really, really quiet. But I was like, you know, this is your class. Come on, you know, if you have any insight or whatever. She said, well, one thing I think you should do is you need to start a um, an Instagram. And I was like. Yeah, I have an Instagram, but not for my classroom. And I've seen that on Twitter and where the kids take Twitter accounts and they run the Twitter account all day. But I'm good. You know, I like to separate. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm old school and social media is not the place for the classroom. I remember saying that just like yesterday. I was just <laughs> like, mm-mm. Well, as we continue to go on throughout the year, I had a poetry unit and all the students had to present poems. And I did a poem because I like to model whatever the students are doing. And I did a poem called um, What Happened to the Black Teachers mm-hmm. after reading the article. Talking about education and what it looked like before the end of segregation and then after integration took place. And the question really was, what happened to the black teachers? And so I began to research and say, what happened to the black teachers? The district that I came from before this district, it was only two black teachers in the building. I never thought about it. I knew it had an impact. I knew I felt comfortable where I was, and I I was definitely a form of representation for the students that looked like me. But I didn't think about the impact, and I still like today. I still think about the impact that it had on the students that looked like me, mm-hmm. like me being their first black teacher. And from that poem, I put it up, and I I never got a lot of att- like the attention that I got on social media was from um. I, I got it from like um, family members or, you know, like people that I might have met throughout, you know, just the journey of Instagram that followed me on Instagram. But like overnight, it was just like, who, what, what is going on? <laughs> and so people was commenting and it got shared. And this was like in 2016. And um, it just continued to, you know, just uh, get out there. But it, the marketing and the what it looked like <laughs> and everything was not what I'm proud of right now. But it was authentic. As we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. it's still been shared now. And I actually re-recorded it. And I guess you would say I sort of like tried to fix it to look a little better and me delivering the message. But it was talking about what happened to the black teachers and the impact and that a black teacher has in the building, as well as what black teachers go through when they're in the building and they're they're isolated. Wow. Um, so that was how I started Instagram. How I started the brand came from me starting Instagram, where teachers began to reach out to me. And so, and it's funny that I'm saying brand because I don't use the word a lot. I usually say like platform or how I started coaching new Mm -hmm. teachers. And so I did start when it was just open to everyone, but I noticed new teachers were gravitating to my platform. And and I think that that came about because of the contract that I was getting, which was through the student teacher programs or the education programs with the universities. And they was like, can you come in and talk to our student teachers? And then from that, it just was sort of like a little wildfire effect. And I'm so grateful for those moments. And I always spoke. I always did public speaking and would go out and share my message. But I didn't know that I was really reaching new teachers until probably like two years ago. And so from that, I created uh the course, online course that provides everything you need in the first 10 days of teaching. And then from that, I did the academy. And then now I have a boot camp. And now we have a retreat that we are having to cancel due to COVID. But in the place of the retreat, we're doing a Dear New Teacher scholarship. So that's where we are now. That's awesome. And I know you say that you don't call it a brand, but it is your brand yes. because you are known 
as a teacher coach. <laughs> right. right. So even in Walmart. <laughs> so even when I like I look at things and I and I run across people who know you, mm-hmm. that's how they know you. Right. So that is your brand. Right. Even though you're serving, you know, and you're taking your brand and educating across your platform. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, because I think it's such a unique brand. And I have kind of watched from the sidelines Mm -hmm. as it has grown. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to ask you, you know, how do people actually come to you Mm -hmm. and know more about you? I know you said a little bit about some of the contracts and the things that you do. And you continue to grow your network. How is that brand growing for you? Like, what are you doing to really make sure you're staying engaged. Yes. So I've, I've definitely gone through what we would call like a rebranding phase. And so I think throughout the years of just trying to figure it all out and, of course, like accepting that I am an Instagram teacher. So <laughs> I even put air quotation marks because I'm like, what? Is this real? But w- what that means is it's a whole world. If you follow the hashtag teachers of Instagram, I think people will just be blown away. Just like if you were to do for any platform, you know, or any following. But in that, it is a sense of like the networking comes from, you know, making sure that I'm engaged in what's going on. So like when I get one contract here, I have one event that's coming up in the next two weeks that came by of the fact that another teacher from Instagram shot them my post that I said something about. I think I was talking about how I just gave a quote or something I probably said in the classroom. And it said that you cannot teach your students until you like your students. Like you can't reach the students until you like your students. And she shot that to educational platform and they're having a national conference. And um, I'm going to help open up that conference. And so different things like that. So it's like I'm always, I guess... I don't want to say on top of, but I know what's happening in that field. So say right now, virtual learning Mm. is, you know. It's big. Everybody wants tips. Everybody wants tips. Everybody wants to know what's working for you, what's not working. Um, How can I make this situation better? How can I make my learning and teaching um, better in everything that I'm doing? And so I've always had a YouTube channel, but now I have the virtual teaching tip survival guide. Now, is it the all be all? No, but it is something that I've put out there for new teachers on another platform to, you know, to stay because YouTube is another platform that, you know, a lot of teachers are going to and getting information and teachers will actually ask you to come and join their platforms. So which leads into another way of staying connected. Tonight, I'm on a live with another teacher who is talking about educating black and brown boys for the ones that don't know. I teach all boys all brown boys, seventh grade, middle school boys. (laughs) I wanted to add that in there. I love it, though. A lot of Um, growth and development (laughs) happening. (laughs) But I I love it. I know that um, I'm called to it. That's why it's not a struggle for me. And I don't say the comment or use the phrase of, well, I know everybody couldn't do it. I don't even use that because um, I know that everybody's not called to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's not a comparison thing. It's not a judgmental. It's not a place for judgment. But I love it. It's something that does come easy to me. Do I have my struggles? Do I have my challenges? But it's not a day that I say I'm not going back tomorrow. You know, so how do I stay in the networking and building the networking by connecting with teachers? Um, Being open. Being transparent. Um, When I'm having a bad day, the post I did this morning, I said, you know, you know, virtual teaching is going good. However, these boys are getting on my nerves. <laughs> I mean, I just put it in there. I was like, they're getting on my nerves because they're not submitting their assignments. We're chatting. We're bumping the gums all day. 
And, and I, I did have... see that where you said if assignment does not mean you are a bad teacher. Yes, it does not. <laughs> it does not mean you're a bad teacher. Um, and so I did that post to encourage teachers that this is happening to even people that you may look up to, you know. Yeah. And so that's a part of the, you know, the mission that I have, you know, to educate, to equip and empower you. And um, we don't always have it together, but I can be a place of support for you. What works for me may work for you. If it doesn't, you know, just go to something else, you know. Well, I will tell you, I have. Just such a great respect for teachers. Mm-hmm. I've taught on the collegiate level. And let me tell you, that's hard, too, when you're having to teach adults mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes who are much older than you. Because I taught, you know, an evening degree programs where people are coming back and getting their um, degrees after maybe being out in the workforce. So mm-hmm. it is a challenge to motivate yes. and to keep people engaged at any level. So I have a high respect for it. And I love what you said about just continuously being aware of what's going on, because mm-hmm. one of the biggest things to anything when you're marketing and branding and you're really trying to help serve, because I always say that marketing branding is just not about whatever product or service you offer, but how do you serve people? Like, how do you make their lives better? And that better part for me is definitely looking at having that knowledge to be able to give, to impart some type of insights and growth. And so I love that you say like, you still have to know what's going on. You Mm -hmm. still have to be engaged. You can't just start something, start a brand and (laughs) think people will follow you and you don't level up on what you're educating them on. So I love that. I want to ask you one final question as we kind of close out our conversation. You know, where do you see the future of education and teachers going? Like, where do you see that? Because technology has taken on such a different realm for us. And if we look at where we are now, a lot of parents have opted to do online learning for their students, um, for their children. Mm -hmm. And that's different, you know, for all age groups, learning online is very different. So what do you see after kind of we come on the other side of this, the future of teaching? You know what, I'm probably going to say something that is probably not agreed with yet. I see it staying exactly like how it is right now. And I think the reason why I say people are not agreeing with it yet is because we have a lot of pushback. You know, like I've heard, I've had phone calls. I had a conference this morning. Um, Parents are just like, I need my son in the classroom. I need them back (laughs) in the building. We'll just wear two masks, you know. (laughs) You know, it's just too much. And then I have family members where they have the infants. They might have one in kindergarten, and then you have one in second, and then you have one in fifth. And it's, it's just a lot. So I see it from all sides of the struggle but the beauty of it is I don't think that a parent at this point can never have that accountability piece of saying, I don't know what's happening mm, <laughs> with okay. my child and the ownership of saying I'm a part of my child's learning and whatever avenue that they take in doing this. I think this is this is something that's going to stay, even if it's like the blended learning for educators where we'll teach some days off-site and some days inside. I don't think virtual learning is going anywhere. I think okay. it's going to stay because right now the teachers all around the world, I mean, country are in the classroom. Some of them are teaching from the classroom every single day. The kids are at home on the computers, which that's the option for the district that I'm in. You can go in the building and teach. Um, then some people have their students where they have it on A-B days where half the class is in the classroom, the other half is at home, mm-hmm. and then the other day they come in. So I think this is going to be around for a long time. I think it's something wow. that they've wanted. Yeah. And I say when I say they, who is they? Um, <laughs> you know, I think the educators, the leaders of education that's making some of the decisions that um, I'm not at the table yet. But 
She said yet, it. folks. So I'm always, um, you know, I, and I love how she, as a coach, I love how she answered that because uh, I'm always about taking your brand to the next level. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm serious. And I say I say that because I, I think that a lot of discussion is being talked. But before this happened, a lot of discussion was being talked about of how to bring the technology piece into every mm-hmm. classroom, the technology into the hands of every student. Well, it's, it's happening. Well, and now you see where those students who didn't have, you know, maybe tablets or laptops or things, they had to get them because they had to go to that structure. So mm-hmm. even it wasn't affordable for them at the time, they've now shifted to that. Yes. And so it's, it's a I'm beautiful excited. thing. I see the beautiful side to it. But I, I, like I said, I want to say that I'm not sensitive or insensitive to the fact that I know that some parents had to, and teachers are yeah. struggling. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's changed. I, I am. I, I have some days that I'm struggling. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I have another. And sometimes I don't get breaks in between each class. Oh, you wow. Know, the students want to stay or the students want to come early. So it's like, OK, I didn't get to get no water, but OK, I'm here. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> so those are becoming a little bit more often than few, but um, I'll get through it. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Yvette, please tell everyone listening how they can you know, connect with you and also how they connect with the Teacher Coach Series. Yes. So Teacher Coach Series is um, exactly that. And my website is Teacher Coach Series, T-E-A-C-H-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-S-E-R-I-E-S dot. And I had to do that because I use a free platform and we didn't really talk about that, but I actually use free platforms to show teachers how to use free platforms. Weebly, Weebly. W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. So it's teachercoatseries.weebly.com. And that's my website where you can find everything connected to Teacher Coat Series, as well as all social media platforms. On Twitter, I'm Yvette Rawls, um, E-V-E-T-T-E-R-A-W-L-S. On Instagram, I'm Teacher Coat Series. And we also have Teacher Coach Boutique, where all of the funds that all the proceeds go towards Dear New Teacher Retreat that we have twice a year. And so that has been amazing and beautiful and how that's evolving. And check it out because she has some nice shirts, some cool slogans. So great swag. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for being here today. I mean, I think we're going to have to have a part two because we're going to have to talk about maybe six months to a year where we are with the virtual learning. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have one braid sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And I especially thank you for what you do for children in the classroom and for thank teachers you. because we we need that and they need the support and the encouragement because they are molding our future leaders. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. I'm your host, Deshilla Spann. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode of The Brand Diaries.